Business as Unusual is a thought-provoking podcast that explores the innovative strategies, disruptive ideas, and unconventional practices driving successful leaders and companies in the ever-evolving world of modern business. Subscribe, comment, and share for weekly inspiration with our host, Aisela. Hi, welcome to Business is Unusual. This is Aisla, and I'm here today with Kevin Neal of Building Bridges to Better. Welcome to the show, Kevin. Hi, Aisla. How are you? I am so good, and I am so happy to have you on the show. I'm really glad that you agreed to do this. I look forward to having a chance to talk more in depth about what you're up to. I'm so glad that I could be here today, and I'm sure we're going to have a great conversation. I am too. It's a I have a predilection. Before we get into the amazing work that you're doing, what is the last artist that you got lost in? Visual, musical, written, whatever you consider to be art. The last artist, I would say, first of all, I'm a musician into the music arts. And my favorite, I would have to say, is Stevie Wonder. Oh. Yeah, he is. And he is. he has come across the ages and still remained relevant. Yeah. I know he hasn't come out with anything recently, but he is still at the top of my list. Not if I wanted to go and find the the stuff that you find resonates the most powerfully, do you recommend an album or just pretty much all of it? Most of his most of his music is very relevant, but I would probably say one of the ones that really resonates with me would probably be Songs in the Key of Life. It's an amazing album. All right. I've definitely listened to some of Stevie Wonder, and I don't know that I have deliberately listened to an album in a very long time, so I'm going to check that out. I bet I will love it. <laughs> Thank you I'm for sure sharing. I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. So will you tell folks that are listening about your business? I am a speaker, a coach, and a trainer. I'm also an author, but what my business does is I help people to unlock their potential by embracing the wins and their losses in their own story. And they do that by leveraging these past wins and losses and learn how to live, work, and relate in alignment with their own purpose. That sounds really needed. Thank you. In some ways, I I think this is answered, and I like to bring this one up, is this podcast is business as unusual. And what do you feel is unusual about what you're doing other than everything? But (laughs) I think the thing that is unusual is most people don't really live by their own story. Mm. And I say this with people that I deal with. I say that most people don't write their own story. They read their own story, meaning that their life, they allow, excuse me, they allow their lives to be written by someone else and they just read it. So whatever someone else says about them says who they are, that's who they go with. Yeah. And so when you don't really know your own story, you end up being a background character in somebody else's. So you you make your life an extra rather than being the main character in your story. That's a very powerful metaphor. And I I can see how that is incredibly accurate for many people, myself at different times in my life. Whenever I embrace my own story, I definitely, I feel more aligned, even when things don't go great or they're hard, that feeling of alignment and groundedness makes the rest of it a little bit less burdensome. 
with the atmosphere of social media and all that, where everybody puts out their best stuff, they put out their highlight reels pretty much. And they don't put the things that have hurt them, the things that have brought them down, the things that they've really struggled with. They put out all of the best stuff and it makes us feel like we have to live that type of life too with all the best stuff. And we hide all of our bad things. We hide all of our losses. We hide all of the things that hurt us, the things that still bother us, the things that we're still struggling with. We hide all that. And therefore we're not living through our own story. That's really true. What in your life or your history set the stage for you to see this need or start this practice? I would say to see the need, my own personal life, I found that for most of my life, up until my mid, I guess, mid adulthood, I would say, I realized that I wasn't really living through my own story. Mm. I was living through someone else's story. And I had to realize, who am I really? What is my purpose? What am I called to do? Why am I here? And it's not about what someone else thinks that you should be doing. Someone else thinks is the right fit for you. But what is the right fit for me? If I really dig down deep, what is it that I want? What is it that I like? What is it that I feel is the path for my life? Realization caused me to say, if I'm dealing with this, then I'm sure there's a lot of other people who are dealing with the same question. And so let's dig in this together so we can find out who we really are and follow the path that our true life leads us into. And so therefore, we, we don't have to worry about what people think of us, how people respond to us. But what we'll do is we'll take all those wins and losses and realize that each win and each loss all came together to build us and to make us what and who we are. None of our lives are built on only wins. No. None of our lives are built with only. And that's what social media makes us feel like. Everybody always has wins because that's all that's put out there on social media. A colleague or friend of mine said that one of the biggest mistakes people make in marketing and business analysis is they only look at the successes. If you look at all these like very successful companies, they have these visionary CEOs. He goes, but do you know how many visionary CEOs lead companies that fail? That's not the magic sauce, right? And yet, like you're similar to what you're saying, the there's more of the story than the wins, and you can learn right. as much from the losses, sometimes more, than Absolutely. you can from the win. But so, super insightful. Yeah. But do you have, or will you share a specific example that illustrates something about what you do or what makes it interesting to you? Sure. One thing that I do, I'll, I'll go from the um, aspect of my speaking and coaching, deal with different organizations, schools. I do coaching on a, both an individual level and also on a group level. And what I begin with is leadership. The leadership that most people try to bring into the conversation is leading other people. If you have an organization that you have people who are following you, or if you have an organization where you are the manager or what have you. However, I'd like to start at leading yourself because most of us have a problem. It's easy for us to lead somebody else, but most of us have a problem when it comes to leading our own selves. 
It's easy for us to tell somebody what to do. But when it comes to telling your own self what to do, you always make excuses for how you can worm out of what you need to do. And I heard someone say one time, it's hard to fight with yourself because you know what kind of punches you're going to throw. <laughs> That's um, true. You can anticipate it, huh? So I, I say that because we lead ourselves by constantly, not necessarily just always thinking the right thing and doing the right thing. But when we realize that the wrong thoughts are coming, when we realize that a defeatist attitude is coming, we fight against that by telling ourselves what we really know about ourselves. So if the idea that you can't finish this task comes into your mind, what you tell yourself is, yes, I can finish this task. I've done it before. I can do it again. Mm -hmm. So the main aspect of leading yourself is knowing how to combat the negative thoughts, the negative ideas, and the negative people who will come to try to bring you down. Mm -hmm. Because they will come. They will come. No one, I don't care how successful, no one is always thinking positively. No mm -hmm. one is always on the high note. No one. Yeah. So what matters is what do you do when you're not on the high note? What do you do when those negative thoughts come? What do you do when friends, family, relatives come and speak negative things to you? How are you going to respond to that? And that is, you have to speak to yourself and tell yourself that you can handle this. You can do this. You can make it through this. Mm -hmm. How do people receive that? Do you feel like it's something they can understand like intellectually and then dive into? And I know you're generalizing, so you know, or is it, do you feel like it's more they they don't like they resist that or is there some is there any kind of typical way that you've seen people receive it or do people jump on it like yay this is great <laughs> unfortunately not they don't all just jump on it because it's much easier to allow negative thoughts negative influences to take control of your life than it is for positive i remember hearing a statistic one time that it takes i think it was seven times more yeah. times for something positive to take root into you than something negative. And that's an amazing statistic because if you have negative thoughts, negative people, negative influences around you all the time, then you have to have so much more positivity in order to combat that. So the number one thing I would say is you've got to limit the negative influences in your life. Negative impulses, the, ne the negative people. And I know sometimes it's our families, it's our friends. Yeah. But we have to limit that because it's hard to overcome all of that neg negativity with a positive mindset. I was recently reading an article in NIH, the National Institute of Health, about polyvagal regulation, mm -hmm. which is they there's a, there's a decent amount of evidence for not only is it the negative things that people say, but we literally co-regulate our nervous systems, the people who are around us. So if somebody has a very negative perspective, even if they aren't speaking it regularly, if you when you are around them, you're sharing your positive nervous system with their negative orientation and they're sharing theirs with yours. And so that's why if you have a big group of people and one of them tends to be a little bit of a downer, it's not as big of a deal because this, there's enough tipping point to move it. And I do feel like that's true. They were part of the article was talking about how 
how sometimes you meet people and you just feel good. And that's that, that co-regulation yeah. thing. They're sharing that feel a good thing that they have with the people around them. I wrote a book called Embracing Your Superpower, Reactivating the Power of Imagination. And some things that I found in my research for the book was about how the brain works and how the brain is like any other muscle in our bodies. It doesn't naturally want to work out. It doesn't naturally want mm -hmm. to exercise. It wants to take the path of least resistance. Mm -hmm. And when we talk about mindset, our brain is going to automatically follow the line of least resistance. The neural pathways that are created in our brain, the brain will always follow those same pathways unless we make sure that we change them. And the only way that we can change them is by doing things differently mm. and repetitively because our brain has created these pathways over time, over mm -hmm. years of our lives. And it's going to constantly go to those has been filled with negativity or your life has been filled with failure or your life has been filled with people around you who always tell you that you can't or you won't, then that's what your brain is going to always default to. Because what, literally how your brain works. Yes, yes. And when we start rerouting those neural pathways, it's hard, it's tough because our brain still wants to default and you're going to constantly have to Tell yourself, do the things that will make for a better you, for a better life, for building yourself up. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, your brain is going to constantly go to that default. It's really true. And I'll tell you, this segues a little into my next question, but you just reminded me of an experience I had when I was in seventh grade. Our drama teacher was out sick. And so our mm -hmm. principal came. He didn't know anything about teaching drama. So he sat us in a circle. And he's like, how are you guys doing? And one of the guys next to me said, life just sucks. It's stupid. And he's like, that could be true. He said, I'm going to try something. He goes, I want you all to close your eyes. And I want you to think about last week. And I want you to think about everything that happened. And I want you to think about how it was a really bad week. And then I want you to look and see if you could see all the things that made it bad. And I was that kid. It was like, okay, I'll do this. So I did it. And I was like, oh, he's right. Last week was really bad. This happened and my mom get mad and this dog. Left. He goes, all right, now. I want you to close your eyes and I want you to think about last week. And I want you to think it was a good week and come up with all the evidence for what made it a good week. Mm -hmm. And I say, like, oh yeah, I can see my friend. And we went to this cool restaurant and I was like, wait a minute, it was a good week, but I just thought it was a bad week. I was like, mm -hmm. and he's so really he's like life might, he's not saying things aren't hard sometimes. And what you focus on can make a difference in how you perceive what's happening. And I'm not talking, to, I know there's toxic positivity too, but I just took that lesson when I, from that moment of, oh, I could, I can really focus on how things were hard and I can find evidence for yeah. sure, because mm -hmm. there's a lot of things, or I can focus on the blessings I have and the joy I have. And I can also find evidence for that. It's just one or the other. Then why don't I just focus on how things were going well and how I'm grateful to have the gifts in my life. And once again, I know there's times and that's not as workable, but it was a, for the places where it is about perspective. I feel like that's always a great reminder to, to wait, really embrace. Yeah. Maybe there were challenges, but I overcame them. I could focus mm -hmm. on that instead of, Oh, it was so hard and I'm going to die. Yes. It, it all has to do a lot with perception yeah. and how you perceive something. If we could always look at things, not as a negative or a positive, but 
if it's something that that has dealt us maybe a negative blow, yeah, what can mm-hmm. I learn from this? Yeah, what is it that this has helped me to see? Because mm-hmm. everything that is everything that we go through in life, it's for a purpose. And what we need to look at is what is that purpose for this particular thing, even though it's painful, even though it's traumatic. What is the purpose for this? And we may not see it right off the bat. And a lot of times we have to go down the road until we can see why that happened or we'll see what benefit. And we don't like to look at things that are negative as a benefit, but there's some benefit in everything. Yeah. No, it's really true. You can always find that silver lining. And Mm -hmm. I... In, in that way that you can take that lesson so that the what you went through, what you experienced, or what was hard, isn't mm-hmm. just that. I also right. like the the perspective of I can take anything I've experienced and create something positive in my mm-hmm. life or my world or learn something from it. And I think that's a it could be a very powerful way to to meet the many challenges and opportunities of the life that we are in. Because if you are going through something, you can bet nine times out of 10, somebody else is going through something similar. And when you go through it successfully and learn from it, you have something to tell somebody else that is going through that same thing or something that is similar that could help them through it. And Mm -hmm. I think that we are all on this earth to help one another. Mm -hmm. I think that we're all here to be one big community. Mm -hmm. What can I do to help someone what can I do or what have I learned that I can help someone else to learn? Yeah. How can I ease your burdens? Because life, life is hard enough. That's the thing that bothers me about the social issues we have is mm-hmm. life is hard enough without that. The, yes. the pregnancy is dangerous mm-hmm. and tsunamis happen like without anything else. And so right. why wouldn't we work to make things easier and ease each other's burdens? Because there's enough coming at us without anything else making it yes. harder. Yes, there is. There is. Will you share advice that you've received or that you took something you took as advice or something someone actually said to you that you find has influenced the way that you approach the work that you do? Yes, I can think of something that that someone said recently, actually, and it was concerning business, but it could apply to any portion of life. And what they said was, just keep showing up. No matter what happens, things are going to go up, things are going to go down, but just keep showing up. Your success in life, your success in your family, your success in your education, all depends upon consistency. Just keep being where you know that your best self shows up. Mm. And I, that's a catchphrase that, that I've heard a lot of people talk about, your best self. I realize that there are certain places, there are certain people, there are certain situations that bring out your best self. You find you, you find that you feel confident, you find that you feel at ease, you find re, find yourself relaxed, and you are allowed to be who you are. Your gifts and your talents, they flow freely through you because you're in this environment. And it's hard to be your best self in an environment that is not conducive to that. We, a lot of times, have to put on the mask of the people that we're around 
so that we'll fit in, so mm-hmm. that they'll like us, so that they'll receive us. But when we're in a place where we can be ourselves, we can be truly honest, be open, we can really be our best selves. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, we find ourselves a lot of times putting ourselves unneedlessly in these situations where we're we're not allowed to be our best selves. That the times in my life where I've been reluctant or nervous to leave something that I knew wasn't serving me, Mm -hmm. whether it was a social group or a work situation, it was a sort of a thinking in my head that was not accounting for the full scope of change, if that makes sense. So I was clearly, this isn't quite right. And then I'm like, but I'm already so like exhausted and stressed out. I want to change this. Not really considering that a decent amount of the exhaustion and stress were coming from that situation and that leaving it would, while there would be challenges, like I could see that there were benefits to whatever's happening. And yet I would just think about losing the benefit. I wouldn't think about also the fact that I might be calmer or more more nimble or more mentally capable to try Mm -hmm. things. I wouldn't have so many concerns and worries or whatever. I think that's a great advice and a great reminder that there are ways in which your group environment affect and impact you that you may not account for when you consider shifting to something else. And I find myself, when I talk about this, I'm talking to myself as well. I find myself sometimes putting myself in situations where I know I can't be my best self. I have to put on these restrained straitjacket, if you will, because of the people that I'm around. And it makes for a lot of stress. Like you said, we become stressed out and we never are able to really become confident and really be used or use our gifts and our talents in a way that we know is most creative. Uh, because we're afraid that what we say might not be accepted, or we're afraid that our respond may be frowned upon, or we feel like our gift is not as good as somebody else's. So we we restrain ourselves, and that is that is not a good feeling to go through life with. Because if you're always putting yourself in that situation, think about all the unneeded pressure and strain you're putting on yourself. And that has a physical health impact as well as your energy impact. And I think your, like you said, the quality of your creativity can be inhibited Mm -hmm. because that you're feeling that lack of connection to your Mm -hmm. own authentic self because you're shoving Mm -hmm. it away. You're like, nope, I have to be someone else to be here. Mm -hmm. So I feel that. But isn't it terrible that we live in a world where we have to like that? And one of the things that's part of the reason I love doing my podcast is there's so many people who don't do that, who don't want that, who aren't seeking to foster it. And they don't have the biggest megaphones. The biggest megaphones is this other kind of story. And I I genuinely think that the more that I interact across uh, different experiences, the more I'm just like, I don't think they're majority. I think they just have the biggest megaphones. Right. So many people who are so like actually invested in community and actually invested in everyone really having the opportunity for success and equal access. And that's where I, I love what you're talking about in terms of helping people to embrace their wins and really getting out there. There's more to this than focusing on success and also 
just really trying to get the word out that you're not alone. If you want to be creative and if you have an idea that's different and you feel like isolated in that, understand that's a megaphone telling mm. you a story that isn't actually the most accurate representation of what's happening. There's so many people that care and genuinely will step out and try. And I think there's enough of us that care, we'll step out and try that we might influence some other folks if we got maybe some more megaphones. <laughs> I don't know, I, I, theory. I, I, yeah, I think one of the things that knowing who we can share that with, mm. uh, being in a place where we feel free enough to share that. Because often we go to the places where that is not accepted, that type of freedom is frowned upon yeah. because they like for people to be, to fit in a certain box. Yep. No matter who you are or where you come from, they want everybody to conform to this specific box that they've already created for you. Yep. And, and therefore you feel restrained and it's tough to find out who are the people or who is my tribe that yeah. I can come to and really be me. That's a powerful, and to loop back where you started, that knowing yourself, knowing your story is going to help you find those people that you are aligned with, where you can relax and be free. My, my, my expectation would be that there might be times when this might feel like a hard mountain to be climbing or a little discouraging. And so I'm curious, are you able to talk about what you do to recharge or to keep yourself inspired when you run into those moments of discouragement or concern what a challenge i like taking time to myself and mm -hmm. just thinking going over different things in my mind situations in my mind going over as i mentioned earlier wins and losses why did i have this win here and i had this loss there how has it helped me how has it made me better and what has it put me on a path toward going forward and those alone times, I think, are some of the best times for anyone to recharge. But I think that this world has us in such a red race where mm -hmm. we find so little time to, to have those alone times. We find that we find ourselves always wanting to fill each second, each moment with something. Always finding ourselves wanting to always be busy doing something. Because that's what our world, our society teaches us. All to be doing something all the time. Yeah. And that that is not a way to recharge yourself. That is a way to burn yourself out. Yeah. Yeah, I feel I like to do a lot. I'm a very active person. And then, and I can tell there's a real difference between being very active and engaged in my life and those times when I'm frantic, that like that hustle culture and that whenever I'm in that place, it's typically because I'm trying to avoid feeling away or escape something that I don't want to face. Right. And the flavor of that is a very different type of active. It's It doesn't have the same fulfillment to it. So I appreciate you talking about the being alone and just being willing to slow down or do things that you know are grounding. I really relate to that as a, and for me, it's also reflecting because I, like I said, I do like to do a lot of things. And when I start to feel that sort of whirling dervish out of world feeling, I'm like, what's going on here? Am I, what am I not paying attention to? What am I, what, it, what do I need to do to get back 
to a, a sort of a more smooth operating. Yeah. yeah. And those times will break out such great insight. You think will come to you that you would have never thought of before if you were just going through your daily routines. Yeah. When you take that time to intentionally think, intentionally just free your mind and open up, then yeah. those insights will come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, find, I I like to run and I find that I need to schedule a little time when I get back because usually right after a run, I have such great ideas <laughs> to sit down and type out a blog or something or get the notes out before I lose track yeah. of it. What does success like to look like to you or how do you define success? I would define success as being in a place where you feel that you're being used with all of your gifts and talents to help others to upbuild others and to bring yourself to a place where you know that you have done everything that you can or everything that you've been called in this world to do. I think it was last year and I've said it at other times, but one of one of my greatest fears is leaving this earth with work undone, mm-hmm. leaving this earth with a lot of the insight, a lot of the, gifts and talents within me unused because so many people have so many gifts and talents that no one has ever heard of that they've never shared with anyone and that is not what I want my life to end with Mm -hmm. I want to be able to say that I'm empty that Mm -hmm. I've emptied out everything within me I've heard the phrase leave it all out on the field well I Mm -hmm. want to leave it all out in this life nice I like that. That feels very inspiring. Thank you for sharing. Who do you typically work with or who would you say thrives with your service? I typically look toward professionals who are looking to either overcome obstacles or feel like they're stuck in a particular place or feel like they've plateaued and they know that there's something more out there. They know that there's a higher level for them, but they don't know how to get past the chasm between where they are and where they want to go. And so that's the type of people that I deal with. And this could be professionals who are currently in a executive or professional position, or it could be students that are looking to move into a professional position. And so for folks that are listening and they're just like, oh, that's me. How do they learn more about what you're up to or get involved or follow you or hire you? What's the best way for them to connect? I would say the best way is to go to my website, which is kdneilbuildsbridges.com. K-D-Neil, N-E-A-L, buildsbridges.com. And that's my website. And you can find all of my information there. You can also follow me on Instagram at KDNeil. X now. I was trying to think of TikTok. Now you can find me there, KDNeil. You can also find me at To Build. I'm sorry. Let me fix that. To Build, the number two, Build Others. Okay. Lovely. 
And I'll I'll link to all these in the show notes as well. So people can click it. And when I send it out, I'll have that information. So hopefully some folks will uh, come and check out what you're up to. Okay, cool. Is there anything that you want to, what you're sharing, anything you feel didn't get put out there? If you're interested in my book, my book is listed on Amazon and you could find it on any other book retailer online, Mm -hmm. Barnes & Noble and just about any other retailer. And you said it earlier, but will you say the name again? Bracing your superpower, evading the power of imagination. Thank you so much for being here today, Kevin. I appreciate you joining us and I look forward to talking to you again. Thank you, Aisha. I look forward to talking to you as well. This was a great conversation. Just really enjoyed it. Me too. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>